This episode of A Little Juju Podcast is brought to you by The Hour. The Hour is a lifestyle brand that offers a wide range of products from herbal workings to unique designer fashions. All of the herbal workings are handcrafted and bathed in good juju by its creator, Mama Zodi. So run on over to their site and sign up to be notified of when their limited edition fashion drops happen. And this is a side note. They ain't paying me to say this, but the stuff is cute that they got coming. <laughs> their site is www.thehourll.com. And that's three lowercase l's to make the Roman numeral three. So it's the hour three. And also check out their Instagram at the underscore hour LLL. All you need is a little juju. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of A Little Juju Podcast. This is the podcast all about black, B-L-A-C-K, Negro, colored, melanated. What else, child? Um, the moors, the black stuff, the brown things. It's about that. It's about black ass spirituality, honoring our ancestors, ourselves, and reconnecting to our indigenous ways of living and being in the 21st century. Um, I've never said that before, but it's kind of about that. <laughs> Unpacking our spiritual traditions, really, um, and uncovering the power of ancestral traditions one episode at a time. I believe that we can find liberation and I believe our ancestors are going to guide us there. Okay, new intro. All right, let me take notes. <laughs> I'm your host, Juju Bay, and I come to this show as a psychic, a hoodoo, happy hoodoo heritage month. Oh, wait, y'all will hear this. It will not be hoodoo heritage month anymore. But hoodoo heritage, it's hoodoo all the time. So I'm a hoodoo. I'm an Orisha devotee, a petebi, so they gang gang, um, all around things, Reverend Pesta. I ain't been saying that, but I'm still a reverend past. I'm actually preaching tomorrow. Y'all ain't gonna, child, y'all uh, gonna miss it by now. But, um, and a bad bitch witch. And I'm so excited that you all tuned in for another episode. Or if it's your first time, hey, welcome to the family. I'm very excited for our episode today because it is another interview with none other than Dean, Ethereal Dean to be exact. Uh, but before we get into that, let us just sit back, relax, enjoy the show, get your water, get your coffee, get your drink, get your herbs, sit in the tub, you in the car, be safe, put your seatbelt on, you feel me? Let's get into this intro, then the show. Thanks. All you need is a little juju. All you need is a little juju. All you need is a little juju. All you need is all you need. All you need is a little juju. All you need is a little juju. All you need is a little juju. A little juju. A little juju. A little juju is the way. It's how I start my day. Can firm no say. And I'll never give a play. I'm my ancestors, baby. So I 
I give them everything that they gave me, yeah. So I can't be stopped. Manifested everything, give me props. I'm spiritually grounded while I'm on the top. My spirit's surrounded, so I'll never drop, drop. Okay, okay. Hey, I'm feeling so mellow today. I'm feeling like I'm high, but I'm not high. You feel me? Like I'm, it's giving very much high off life, zen out. I mean, I just had a breakfast sandwich today and, and some water, but I'm, I'm super zen. I just finished up my sermon that I, I mentioned earlier. I'm going to be preaching as a guest preacher on the proverbial experience that is the church service that uh, LaVon Briggs, a.k.a. Pastor Bay, who is a friend of the show, was a sister to the show, um, that is her church. And so I will be guest preaching tomorrow. Well, tomorrow to me, to y'all, it will have passed and it should be up on the proverbial experience page. It should be saved. So if you did miss my sermon you can go and check it out. I'm really excited. I'm really nervous, but I'm also really ready to tap into my Reverend Pastor Juju-ness. So that is super exciting. My first time uh, preaching in that way. Y'all know I'll be talking my shit on here preaching, but first time doing it with a congregation. So I'm, I'm so elated and honored to be asked to do that to close out Hoodoo Heritage Month. Um, I hope y'all had a good October. I hope you had a good spooky season. I hope you, you know, did the things and the veil was thinning and you did your spiritual work that you need to do and you tended to your spirits. Also, like yourself, you are also a spirit <laughs> that needs tending and that you continue to do that energy as you, as we harvest, you know, it's fall, we're getting into fall season it's harvesting time. It's also a good time to prepare to um, go inward, hibernate, you know, as, you know, winter is approaching very soon. I know we just got into fall, honey, but it's about to be brick outside. It's actually already brick. I know in Chicago, it's probably brick. So, you know, this is just a good time to get you, get some things in order, you know, start to buckle down, see what's, what's popping for you. In the future, make some decisions, some choices, let some things go, let some things go that you need to let go, bring in, gather in the things you need to gather, okay, hunt the things you need to hunt, but, but yeah, um, anyway, y'all know I'll be going on a tangent, I just have to say, I wanted to tell y'all something. Oh, what I wanted to say was, this is just a reminder to you, an affirmation that, bitch, you doing a good job. Okay, that's not what I want to say. You are doing a good job. And I don't want you to overthink your relationship building with your spirits and your, your spiritual guides and your loving, honorable ancestors. I feel the spirit of... Second guessing. I'm feeling from y'all. I'm feeling from y'all. I'll be feeling y'all. I'm feeling the spirit of I'm not doing this right. Is this enough? Am I enough? I'm not going to do this because I don't want to mess it up. I'm not going to move forward and activate in my spiritual journey because I'm I just feel like I can't. 
I'm telling you that you can. I'm telling you that you're doing enough. And I want you to surrender to the process. I want you to surrender the the self-doubt and you can't do it and your ancestors actually don't listen to you they don't hear you because that's simply not true now whether you're able to if you're able to decipher the messages might be a different story maybe maybe that's going to take some time like any relationship takes when you're building a relationship we we discover how to communicate with someone else or people or communities or on podcasts or with our spirits right so I want to encourage you that you're doing it as right as you know how. And as long as you are going into this earnestly with respect and yeah, humility, that's not my favorite word, but that's what came out. So let's, let's go with it with humility and knowing that you can't control everything that you have to surrender sometimes, AKA a lot of times, if you surrender to the process, you're doing it. Okay. You're okay. You're okay. This is not textbook work. This is not Western teachings. These are ancestral practices. So as long as you are honoring your ancestors and you're trying, you're trying Honestly and earnestly, you are good, okay? You're good. You're good. Stop second guessing yourself. You're good because I feel that spirit and I banish that spirit, bind that spirit. Mm-mm-mm-mm. We're not doing that. You're you, you doing a good job, bitch. You're doing a good job. Okay, that's all I have to say. Let's get into uh, donations, talk about how we can support and sustain this podcast. If you like it, you know consider being a patron or, or donating. So we'll get into that. And then we're just going to get right into our lovely interview with Dean. All you need is a little juju. A little juju podcast is written, hosted and crafted by me, Juju. And this process is a labor of love, but it is labor nonetheless, because podcasting is not free. It takes time, money and resources to produce this show for you, which is why contributions are so important. And there are a few ways to donate to the show, both monetarily and non-monetarily. So monetarily, the first way I'll mention is through Patreon. So Patreon is a way that you can contribute to the show monthly. So on the first, around the first of every month, Patreon automatically takes out whatever you choose to donate, ranging from $1 to a million dollars, as many dollars as you like. And uh, this is simply to help support a little juju podcast. But depending on your level of donation, you may get a few extras. I'm thinking ebooks, classes, discounts, updates tutorials. My patrons know it's a lot of different things going on in there. And that is a wonderful way to be in a committal support system with the podcast. Now, if that's a little too much for you, you're not ready for that. Understood. You can always just hit me up on the cash app, dollar sign, I-T-S-J-U-J-U-B-A-E, or on Venmo, it's Jujubay, or through PayPal at paypal.me slash J-U-J-U-B-A-E. And for the non-committal ways to donate, that is shouting the show out. Tell your family, tell your friends, tell your homie, tell your lover, tell your sister, tell your brother. Tell everyone about a little juju podcast who you think would benefit. Shout me out. Repost the episodes when they come out. Just spread, help spread the good juju gospel. Also subscribe, rate five stars on Apple Podcasts. Say, I love this podcast. It's really helped me so much. Those are all the ways that I really, really appreciate and also help contribute to the show. Big, big shout out to my newest patrons. Shout out to Charlene Moore. 
Thank you for being at Gigi Bay. Shout out to Missy Chuck. Thank you, Missy. Shout out to Kindness. I love that name. Thank you for being kind to me and for becoming a patron. Shout out to Shalonda Glenn. Thank you so, 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 so much for being a patron. And last but certainly not least, shout out to Protecting Sweetness. Y'all have some good, beautiful names on Patreon. Thank you so much for sharing the energy of money with me, abundance, resources with me. I share it back with you tenfold, a hundredfold, a thousandfold as you share it with me. May you have the resources that you need to be able to live out your destiny, your dreams to do the work or the rest that you are to do in your own community. I pray that it comes easeful um, and abundantly as you share with me. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you to all of my patrons, all of my new patrons. I bless you. I could not do this work without you. Um, And I just thank you so, so, so much. And big shout out to everyone. Blessings to everyone who donates and and loves on me in all the ways. All you need is a little juju. So without further ado, I'm so excited for you all to tap, tap, tap in, no sweetie, to this interview with Dean. Of course, if you would like to see Dean and I's beautiful faces, you should head on over to JujuTube, aka YouTube, and you can watch the video version. Otherwise, you can just listen to us as the flavor in your ear on the podcast. Dean is such a sweetheart. Um, Dean is so wise like is somebody who obviously is a young person but also you can just kind of tell there's someone who (laughs) is old (laughs) like I don't know like or just like has access to we all have access to a lot of wisdom but um Dean really carries that and I think that that kind of speaks to the you know, following that they've been able to amass um, in this period, like on TikTok, if you haven't seen Ethereal Dean on TikTok or Twitter, um, a ton of just loyal <laughs> listeners, followers, subscribers, um, because Dean be talking real shit. And so I only like people that talk real shit on the podcast. So I'm very, very excited for y'all to get into this interview. We talked about a lot of different things. Um, <laughs> and maybe at some point commiserated together over certain things. But uh, I hope that you all enjoy. Thank you again, Dean, for being on the show. I appreciate you so much. And uh, yeah, let's get right into it. Bye. All you need is a little juju. Hello, everyone. Hopefully, y'all, if you're listening on the audio, we'll head on over to JujuTube, aka YouTube, so you can get into me and my wonderful guest, who I'm so excited to have today. Um, this is someone that just has a word all the damn time and makes points. And that's what I love. We have the one and only Ethereal Dean here today on a little Juju podcast. Yay! Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Of course. So let's just get right into the interview. Um, Can you just tell us a little bit about who you are and your spiritual background, however you want to answer that question? Thank you. Yes. You know, that's been something that's always been a little hard to describe because Mm -hmm. people ask, you know, when did you start your spiritual journey? I'm like, started at birth, you know, and before that and the Mm -hmm. lifetime that I've lived before this. So Mm -hmm. I would say for now, you know, I describe myself as ethereal dean, Reiki master, dream interpreter energy understander, because I try not to use the word energy worker because everything is working energy, right? So 
<laughs> everything. Points. Different. See, so, that's what I'm talking about, y'all. Points. Exactly. <laughs> different to work it and another thing to understand it. So yes. my ancestor gave me that title as energy understander because I like to I like to make it plain and simple for people mm-hmm. because that's what we need in this world. So I'm largely invested in doing Reiki and dream interpretation and really just helping people get through daily life because this lifetime is long. You know, it feels longer than it is. It, in the grand scheme of things, you know, we're a blip on the timeline of this earth, but yes, it is a long lifetime. So it's a lot to go through. So yes. if I can be here and, you know, have the privilege to do this work, it's amazing for me. Um, the way my journey really started, uh, a lot of stuff happened with my body. I realized early on in my life really dissociated my body mm-hmm. through trauma, through grief, through all the things I wasn't able to process. So mm-hmm. my spiritual journey largely has been a journey back to my body, back to self and learning what does this tingle mean in my shoulder? What does that right. mean? What does this mean? I'm trying to figure that stuff out. So honestly, most of what I've learned has been solitary. It's been me just figuring things out as I go. Mm-hmm. So that's been really exciting. But to be able to do this work for about maybe two years now to really be invested in it has been so rewarding, more than I could have pictured, right? I couldn't really conceptualize what this path would look like, but I knew it wasn't, you know, I wasn't going to be working uh dead-end job for the rest of my life that was right. not going to do it you know my body was going to give up on that at some point and it did so I was working you know largely food service and jobs like that and it just wasn't you know giving what I needed to give because being entrenched in capitalism that way where it's like hey getting up and doing the same damn thing every day mm-hmm. it wasn't doing it so right. um last February I think it was when I was really like okay something's got to shift I know I'm supposed to leave this job I know I'm supposed to quit and I just got to make my way there. So then throughout that year, I was just getting more messages to like, okay, you got to go. You got to go. You got to go. And then I did. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to leave. And I was telling people at my job, like, okay, I'm leaving soon. I'm leaving soon. Just speaking into existence. And I didn't know when until one day somebody was like, okay, well, when are you leaving? And I'm like, end of October. And I just knew. And then I was like, okay, well, I said it. So now it's, it, is, it is. Right. And then it was. And I quit and I started doing what I needed to do and just ease my way into this journey but it's been it's been a lot it's been definitely interesting and to see now where a lot of people are like oh I want to do what you're doing do you <laughs> I asked them like are you sure because <laughs> it's it's really interesting <laughs> it's really interesting the way people perceive us and yes. they don't really know exactly how it works it's mm-hmm. a lot of things that are you know unseen you know you only see so much on social media on TikTok or Twitter or Instagram you don't see the whole everything behind the scenes and what we have to do. You know, our mm-hmm. our days are different. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> but it's been really rewarding. I really love to do it. It's a okay. privilege for sure. I'm so proud of you for listening and leaving your job. I did the same thing a couple years ago. And like when you really are walking in alignment and doing what you're supposed to do, even though you don't know what's next or how you're going to figure it out or how I'm going to eat, that shit really just is provided and like, I'm just so happy that you are also an example of of just walking in your path and shit, you know, working out for you in that particular way. So thank you for sharing that. Um, so what you talked a little bit about uh, Reiki. So what kind of spiritual practices um, or ideas or theology sort of ground your own practice, if any? So what grounds my own, my practice, especially with Reiki, is the fact that we're all one, and this is mm-hmm. the field of life force energy that we're all immersed in, right? So, you know people come to me for Reiki and they don't really understand how Reiki works. And I'm like, well, it's life force energy and you're a life force being. So it's here right, for you. Right? right. So it's going to hold you while we're here in this space. Mm-hmm. And so that's really been rewarding to be able to do that with people and show them, Hey, you know, this life force energy that you've been moving through, you've been eating, drinking, living your life. You know, we can tap into that with an hour of breath, right. Mm-hmm. An hour of sitting in our bodies and saying, Hey, 
all of the things that, you know, we've been forced our bodies to do saying, you know, we're going to keep these emotions and lock them up. Mm-hmm. And then eventually your body sends you these messages like, hey, you know, we got something we got to give because we got these aches, we got these pains. We have these thoughts that aren't doing it for us. So now let's take that moment. Let's have that rest. So people come to me and we work together to do that. And it's been really, it's been really important to do this kind of work for me just to see like, yeah, I'm not the only person that's been through it. We've all been through some things, right? So mm-hmm. now, okay, so that air of vulnerability that we need in those sessions, it's important. It really unlocks something for some people mm-hmm. because there's a lot to go through when you do some energy healing. Like, And yes. people um, often give me intentions that are like really outside of themselves, but like it's a full body working. It's, mm-hmm. it's everything. Mm-hmm. So when your body sends you that message to, you know, to rest and to be immersed in something like energy healing or Reiki, it's not a coincidence, right? It's not something that just happens. It's not happenstance. Right. And this is going to go into the conversation about scammers, but like, <laughs> the conversation about scammers, but if you are called to work with me, it's, it's, it's a collab. It's a collaboration between your yes. ancestors and my ancestors, your yep. spirits, my spirits. Mm-hmm. It's not me DMing you to find out, you know, I have a reading for you. We all get there. We'll get in that. Yeah, so it's definitely a collab between the spirits. So yes. it's not something I have to, you know, invoke and say hey come come get a reading with me that doesn't often be the way it is you know the way that it has to go right and so do you do long distance reiki and in person or is it just long distance so actually most of my reiki work probably like 90 percent of my reiki work has been on long distance so okay. working mm-hmm. with people in australia and africa Same. all over the world has been really exciting because it's yeah. you know it's very accessible because yes. You know, the internet definitely has its pros and cons, but the pros are that I can help somebody that's across the world and, yes. you know, this work will work. And knowing that has been really powerful. Like, hey, mm-hmm. I'm here in my little apartment doing my thing, but they're over there, you know, Fair releasing it. so yes. much and it's really important. And sometimes mm-hmm. most of my sessions are on audio, but sometimes we'll do a mm-hmm. video and, you know, see, see the person all the way across the world crying because, you know, stuff's just coming out. It's just you know, it's world bent. That stuff changes lives. Yes. And yes. lately I've been really, well, throughout this summer, really, I've been thinking about the transcendental nature of spiritual spirit work. Mm-hmm. Like this last lifetime, right? That person who's been grieving for 18 years and didn't know what they're grieving and finally letting to, getting themselves to process that, that changes the trajectory of their life because yes. they're more healed, because they're more present right. in the lives that they are in, right? So the people they interact with, they can be more present with them as they are more grounded. So grounding work is, you know, the foundation of all that I do. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I love that. And I appreciate you talking about Reiki because I think it's very misunderstood um, in how it's performed and who can do it and its accessibility, what it, what it does do. So like you talking about the power of Reiki is like, it matters because I don't know. It's just be a little confusing out there to people. I, I I don't know what it is, but I just know as someone who also does Reiki that yeah, it is just largely misunderstood, um, but still such a powerful tool um, that can change the trajectory of your life and your body and how you feel. And I also just want to tell y'all, like, Dean is not just saying this about the whole rest thing, because we actually rescheduled this interview um, from the original date because I just wasn't feeling right. Like, I was tired. Like, it, I was just not on. And I told them. And you were like, thank you for choosing rest. Like, I'm going to do another day. It's fine. I was like, Right. Like, right. Like I have to be reminded of that very often because I can go, go, go. So I also appreciate you like living that out for me <laughs> in that moment to just be like, I'll re- we- we'll reschedule. It's not that deep. <laughs> no, the day before the session, I, the day before our meeting we had scheduled, I was like, you know, something feels like we might not. And I'm like, 
And then when I saw your, like, I think I woke up and I was like, let me check my DMs because mm-hmm. there's something there. I checked it and you were like, yeah, nah. And I'm like, you right. Yeah. <laughs> right. That was it. I was, I was, <laughs> it wasn't it was, supposed to be then. Divine timing works yes. in so many ways. So yes. the reschedules are divine. You know, that cancellation is the divine. Can- Put it on a shirt because it is. <laughs> Cancellations are divine. God, yes. Um, I kind of think that gets into one of my questions. Um, I wanted to save this for later, but we just gonna go for I'm about capitalism because that's something that you talk about on your TikTok, something that you talk about on Twitter. Um, and like people's relationship to capitalism when it comes to rest. Um, and also people's relationship to capitalism when it comes to money um, and earning money. So I, I think that sometimes I see, uh, is the word conflation between being able to provide for yourself um, and having resources and spiritualists getting paid to, um, cap that's capitalist. So I just kind of want you to talk about sort of what capitalism is, what it means for people who are making money for themselves. And what it means about rest. I know that's a mouthful, but just talk about what you'd be talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. That's definitely, you know, any questions about capitalism are very loaded because it's the structure of our lives, right? So we have this earth that we're on and then there's this structure that's been superimposed upon it that if you don't have money, you can't eat and you can't drink and you can't sleep, you know, peacefully in a bed. So now that that structure is um, over superimposed on this earth, we have to live inside of it, right? So I can't eat if I don't get money. I can't eat. I can't, you know, breathe, sleep. I can't have any peace of mind if I, my rent's not paid. So it's things like that where it's like, okay, if I were to be doing this work and not charging anything, where would I be? Where would my energy be going, right? That's my life force energy leaving me if I can't receive anything in return. So it really is a privilege to do this work, but to know that I'm doing this work and being rewarded for it and receiving something in turn, yeah. it, you know, pales in comparison to the life that I would have lived before where, you know, I would just give and give and give and nothing comes back. So it's really important that we reframe the conversation of like, oh, if you do this kind of work and you charge for it, that's capitalist. Um, I need to eat, you know, spiritually, <laughs> you know, we can't run on vibes. People, people do think that we run on just vibes. That's not how this works. So it's really important that we, we speak about it because it's like, okay, so my prices have gone up as I've gotten more, you know, experience with what I do. I've gotten better at what sure, I do because... Yeah. With any kind of work that you do, any practice that you have, you do get better, right? You do get better. Your work works better and you have more of an impact. And so with that, you should be rewarded in a a certain sense, right? Mm -hmm. And so I shouldn't just have just enough to eat. I should be supported, right? So when we think back Mm -hmm. to like, okay, this work isn't really new, right? So the kind of work that we do, spiritual work, is not new. That's something that's been, you know, time immemorial has been doing this, right? So when you think back okay oracles people who have been seeing and doing spiritual work they were supported by their communities the communities ra- rallied around them they didn't have to worry about where the fruit's going to come from where's the wheat going to come from because people knew this is you know a, a cornerstone of our society because it was yes. respected so if it was respected in a way where yeah i'm going to support this person because i know that the work they do then we need to translate that into this society and like yeah well how can you support me by paying for the work right by allowing me to receive something in turn for the work that I do. So it's really important that we just allow ourselves to receive. And that's a lot of the work I do in Reiki is like, people are like, I just want to receive. And I don't know how, I don't know how to open myself up for that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, well, this world has been telling you and enforcing the fact that you don't deserve anything, that you don't, that you're not worth nothing. And that if you can't put in the nine to five then you don't get shit. Right. right? So if the world's been telling you that for so long, how do we reframe that? And how do we leave that? Okay. So Mm -hmm. will we rest? Right. 
And I've, what I've learned about rest is like, that's one of my most receptive states, right? I take a 12 hour nap or a 12 hour sleep and I wake up to, you know, to blessings in my cash app or here mm. or there, right? So if you just go to bed with that intention, like I want to wake up richer or I want to wake up with more reward for the energy I've been putting out because I know I've been putting it out. And so there's no shame in that. There's no shame in receiving. You shouldn't feel guilty for receiving for the work that you do. And it's really, it's honestly sometimes kind of sinister the way people talk about spiritualists, like you should be doing all this for free. Okay, then what? So then I'd also have a nine to five. <laughs> I'd also have a nine to five that I slave over, right? And then I would do this on the side for what? For for gratitude. Gratitude can't pay the bills, love. And yeah. it's, it's different to think of like gratitude in a way where, you know, you send me a tip to where, you know, you just say, hey, thanks, that was great. It's two different things, right? It's two different forms of gratitude. And it's the same it's still the same energy, but one of the energies allows me to eat, right? So right. that's really important where we reframe that and look at it that way. Mm-hmm. I love what you said about rest being like a reward, like having an intention before going to sleep or seeing rest as a way of receiving something. And just, you know, it's probably one of the times where if you're truly resting, your guard is down, like you're open, you are receptive. So like how, you know, using that energy in order to receive, whether that's waking up and feeling better, so like better health or like, yeah, tip. I'm trying to wake up to a bill being paid. I'm trying to wake up to a cash app tip. Um, that's, I'm going to incorporate. I like that concept. I'm going to think about that a little bit later. Um, thank you for talking about that. Um, okay, so because of capitalism, you know, we have scammers. And, you know, the scammer's job is to scam. As someone whose page is regularly scammed, um, I'm someone whose page is regularly scammed. I'm not even mad at the scammers, uh, but I do want to talk about scamming pages, what people need to look out for. Um, and, yeah, what, what what should folks be careful about when it comes to, to scam pages? Mm. So definitely be careful about giving everything the benefit of the doubt because that's how most people operate, right? It's mm. like, you know, when people message me like, oh, I got scammed, it's always, it's never I, I got scammed, it's always I got scammed and I knew right before I sent it, I knew there was something mm-hmm. that told me, right? So we're skipping over that discernment. We're skipping over that intuition that's always there, right? So your intuition is not off, love. It was never off. And so when we look back on our lives and things that we are grieving are the times that we knew better, right? So yes. that that tinge that you feel after you get scammed, yeah, that's that knowing. That's mm-hmm. that knowing thing. Remember, we just told you not to send that money, right? So it's interesting the way people interact online because, you know, the scammers are taking advantage of a lot of things, but most yes. of all, they're taking advantage over your perception of spiritualists, right? So you perceive us as somebody with 36 hours in a day, right? And we don't have that. We have 24 hours in a day, just like you. So I don't have time for a second account where I DM every follower, right? Where I DM everybody and say, and the scammers don't even sound believable, which is blowing me sometimes because it's like, they, that's not. nothing I would say. It is nothing I would say. So... <laughs> it's really important that people just keep their wits about them. Like it's it's not, honestly, we can simplify it certain ways, but the scammers are taking advantage of a lot of things. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's when it comes down to it, they're taking advantage of a reeling society, right. A society that is reeling off of past trauma, but not feeling. So you're reeling and not feeling and the scammers are taking advantage of that love, but they're not taking advantage of me. People say, Oh, I'm so sorry they're doing this to you, babe. I'm not the target. You're the target. Yes. <laughs> and yes. so I really need people to understand that. You know, me, Juju, Ihime, Dana, we don't have second accounts for you. We, we aren't doing that. And, mm-hmm. you know, it would be great if I did have more time and I could do things like that. Right. But 
But <laughs> if I was, you know, at a state in my journey where I was receiving a divine message for every person who followed me, I would have packed this shit up long ago. Ooh, I would have packed it up because I can't do that. I can't keep up with that. So it's that's just not the way this works. So I was saying earlier, right? So if you're called to work with me, you know, it's there are ways that you are called to work with me, right? You, you're getting that message to go see Juju or go mm-hmm. see Dean because these, these people have been shown to you as somebody who can help you with these things. Mm-hmm. And it's not something where I have to seek people out because like I was saying earlier, a collaboration between my spirits and yours is how you're guided to these sessions. Yes. And it's really important that we look at it that way because if that collaboration is all happening behind the scenes. The message is coming straight to you. Mm-hmm. It's not coming to me first where I have to seek you out and say, come get this work because I don't right. do that. Right. You know, I don't have the time, honestly, at the end of the day. So it's really important that people just like sit with that message and say, okay, this message is coming from Ethereal Dean 5. Has Dean ever told me that or anybody that he's made a second account, right? Or they made a second account? Mm-hmm. Nobody said that. So mm-hmm. like to look back and see these messages where people say, I got scammed. It's like, okay, how many red flags were there? Because there was more than one. You know, there was way more than one. They can, and what I was saying earlier about everything is energy work. Yeah, everything is energy work. So the scammers are doing some energy work, but they're not working my energy. Babe. Yes. They're working, they're working yours. They're working yes. that feeling of, I've n- I haven't been seen. I haven't been heard or loved. Yes. They're working that energy. They're working the desperation. So really to look at these scammers and say, you know, they're evil or this or that. Well, we do. We talked about the structure of our lives, right? The structure of capitalism that makes people need money to eat, mm-hmm. right? So these scammers do need to eat and that's what they're doing. So right. I was talking to, I think it was Satara recently about scammers and like, yeah, their ancestors aren't mad at them. People think that their ancestors are upset with them. No. Get it how you live. It has been the model for a long time, right? So yes. It's been the model for a long ass time. So, so they're going to do what they know, right? They're going right. to do what their ancestors can teach them. And what works. Scam. Yes, exactly. It's and working. What, and that's the thing. You know, I was thinking one day of like, some of these days, these scammers might be making more money than me. And that's Maybe. messed up. And that's messed up. <laughs> they are. Because they are. <laughs> some days, they are. <laughs> yikes but also i mean damn get it how you live but i'm glad you spoke on it it's something people are consistently asking me no matter how many times i post about it or whatever but y'all just please be mindful as dean said it really is a lesson on discernment and do not and not letting people feed off of your desperation off of your desire and need to heal that can still be there but people will take advantage of that you know whether they're in your dms or a spiritualist (laughs) could take advantage of that um So it's always about being very careful and trusting that, you know, I think also to your point, people see and have ideas of what it means to be a spiritualist and the things that we may have access to. And they tell themselves, I don't have access to that. I will never have access to that. So I need to go seek out whatever. And yes, sometimes people do need to seek out the healing, but also y'all know that you could have access to that. You can have access to that on your own. You do have your own intuitive nature. You don't need to go to someone else. It is helpful, but you don't have to, like you have enough discernment that you have. We all have some kind of gift to be a healer and be a spiritualist and, and intuitive. So I just want to say that as well. So that folks feel empowered and your spiritualist should help you feel empowered not taking away your power um, or saying that it has to happen through them or that you can't experience healing because that ain't it. 
Agreed. And one thing is like, you have access to your ancestors, to your spirits way before I do, love. Like way okay. before I do. So, you know, that's been an, um, a connection that you've had since you dropped here on this planet, since you've been popped out, right? Since yep. you've been here, you've had that connection. So that connection exists with you before it existed with me, before mm-hmm. we decided to meet together and do a reading, that connection has been yours. So yes. it's been always something you can tap into. Right. And it's really hard for people to admit that to themselves, because if they do, then they have to look back and say, wait, this is something I've had access to always. And yes. I've been you know, guided away from it in certain ways. Right? When we talk about the structure that we live in in our lives, it guides us away from that connection. So yes. deliberately. And so now when we say, okay, you've been guided away from that connection for however many years that you've been here and you're returning to this, right? And you call it your journey, please give yourself some time because yes. that connection isn't something you can just jump back into sometimes. And it's going to be really hard for people to do that. So take your time. People say, I've been trying this, I've been trying that, and I can't get my spirits to speak. Well, they're speaking and you are probably not in the right capacity to hear them yet. And that's okay. Like right. it does take time. It takes it some is. uncovering and some releasing. Yep. And what's important in that respect is like the, the Reiki that I do, the grounding work that we do. Mm-hmm. Grounding work is what's going to get you in touch with your spirits. Right. And a lot of the time it's not going to be that voice coming from outside of you. It's going to be what's happening in the mind. Right. Mm-hmm. They can speak directly to your mind and, and tell you things and let you know. Mm-hmm. And another thing is like, looking back at your past right there's a playbook that you've been given you have life experiences so if you've been here for 20 years that 20 years the the world has been expressing itself to you so there are things that there's lessons that you could have picked up from there and I think you mentioned this in a recent podcast episode with um the concept of like go back Mm -hmm. and get it like Mm -hmm. yeah the grounding work that we're doing is go back and get it go back and get all the lessons all the gems that are in your life because they're there you've been through some things love (laughs) yes many times through many lifetimes yes (laughs) Yes, yes, we have. All you need is a little juju. Ooh, I know you all are enjoying this wonderful show, but I got some tea I got to share with y'all. Okay, so there's this brand, right? Kismet meets Karma. And it's a spiritual supply store selling items such as spiritual oils and ritual and manifestation boxes, where everything you need for a successful working is in one box. Each product is handmade with focused intent and powerful magic. So if you want to add an extra boost, to your rituals or you just want to hear your spirit guides and ancestors a little more clearly you can head on over to www.etsy.com slash shop slash kismet meets karma that's k-i-s-m-e-t meets karma and you can use code juju15 for 15% off of your order which we love all right y'all all of that will be in the show notes now let's get back to the show all you need is a little juju um okay to shift gears just a little bit I want to talk about what it's been like for you to um be a spiritualist in the public eye I guess it's not really shifting gears but kind of what as someone who left a job you know you got on TikTok and then you just blew up like you blew the f up on TikTok <laughs> and it's giving household name um but what has that been like for you and how or what do you want to say to people um, maybe around their perceptions that you may feel or just kind of how, what do you want to say to people about that experience um yeah all you need is a little juju okay and for people who want who want who desire that so for people who desire that know that if it's if it's something that you want and if it's something you know if you want to be in the public eye you want to be seen 
it's going to look like you being seen. It's not going to look like how I was seen. It's mm. not going to look like how I was received because this is my path and that's yours. And mm. so it's been really interesting to like be increasingly, increasingly visible online because it does come with its own, you know, its own vulnerabilities and its own yes. ways that you need to protect yourself and discern what's the next step, what's this step. And so recently I've noticed a lot of people want me to attach my name to things because now my name sort of means something to people. So, mm. and it's like, hey, I want you to promote this. I want you to do this. And that's, you have to be discerning about those kinds of things because you yes. cannot attach your likeness to everything and know that when people come to you for these kinds of things, that's just, just a reminder of how powerful you are, a reminder of how, how valuable your energy is. And so take that reminder and then use that to discern is this something that I would feel comfortable attached to for so long? Mm -hmm. And so, <clears throat> especially with the kind of content that you create, and it's been interesting to use the word content because like, this has just been right. me existing, right? And now right. it's content. So right. it's interesting, like the way that has progressed because mm -hmm. I never thought of myself as a content creator. I was just making sure I expressed myself because if I didn't, it would eat me up, right? So mm -hmm. I think back to like the beginning of me really being vis visible online started with Twitter. And that was because, I was going through some days and I was expressing them, right? So expressing what the world has expressed to me and how I, how that relates to other people. And a lot of the things that I can say and that I've seen end up being universal because we are living yeah. on the same world, the same field of energy that's expressing mm -hmm. itself to us. Mm -hmm. So it started, you know, started on Twitter. Slowly, I was saying more things, expressing myself more, throat chakra opening up and healing, right? Okay. That kind of healing work has been really rewarding because it, it did allow me to like plunge myself into this sphere of you know, spiritual work and allow myself to be available to people in this capacity where I can do, you know, the Reiki, the dream interpretation. Yeah. And it's been inter also interesting to see where somebody will come across my profile and then that same night they have like the most wild dream they ever had. And then they know, oh, I just ran across this dream interpreter yesterday and yeah. I can go book a dream interpretation. And that's why is that? And that's because, well, it's not a mistake that I was on your timeline. It's not a mistake that the algorithm showed you my post, right? Mm -hmm. And then you went to bed and your spirit said, well, now that they know this dream interpreter exists, we're going to run that dream back that they didn't get last time, okay, right? Okay, right. Get it. And so then they come to me and we figure out what it meant. And that's yeah. been really interesting to do, really rewarding as well, just to see the reactions to people um, having their dreams interpreted because there are messages all up and through those dreams. A big tool for self-awareness that everyone has access to in some way is dreams. Dreaming. Yep. Dreaming. My dream has been off the chain lately. Like, I don't know. I'm not doing anything special. I'm not taking no extra baths. Like, but recently I'm seeing everything mm. in a way that I actually haven't before. So yeah, you're right. And this is taking me some time to, to get the, my dreams to be strong mm. in the ways that they are now. Um, so also to your point earlier, like should be taking time, like <laughs> should be taking time. Um, but yes, thank you for speaking on being in the public eye. How has it been? Um, in, and, and well, actually I was looking at a TikTok of yours and you were talking about evil eye and you said, can you afford to be leaking your energy? And so I want you to just talk about that because I really liked that. I was like, yes, it really is an energy leak. So can you just talk about what that means um, just for the podcast? Exactly. And so this goes right back to what I was saying about everything is energy work. Like mm -hmm. all that you do is working your own energy. Right. So that person you walk past on the street and they have something new that you don't have and you scowl at them, that's energy work. But it's not at a loss to them. It's at a loss to you because you're letting your energy leave you by, you know, allowing that feeling to overtake you, that feeling mm. of jealousy or, you know, resentment. Mm -hmm. You're letting that overtake you. So that is the energy work that you're doing. So 
when we think of evil eye and people, you know, throwing at you, hexing you, and it's like, okay, babe, you're doing a lot over there and you cannot derail my destiny. So, so, so who loses out? Because it's not me. Right. <laughs> so that's the thing. And so when we talk about evil eye, it's like, yeah, you don't gain a lot by doing all these extra work by people who are not worried about you. Right. By, by throwing energy at people who are not worried about you and have their own problems. Yeah. And it's been really important to like really be close to my ancestors in the understanding of this, because they're like, you cannot worry about every little nigga throwing at you. You really can't. And so like when you think about it, it's like, OK, it's telling you about your impact. Right. And how yes. powerful your energy is, because yeah. if you got bills that aren't paid and you throwing at me. You got bigger problems, love. You got Don't be leaking problems. that energy over here. <laughs> exactly. That's what I mean by energy leak. It's like you need to make sure that what you're, what you're doing and what you're, you know, allowing your energy to be used for is conducive to your success. Because honestly, I can tell you right off the bat, throwing at me is not going to be conducive to your success. It's not going to gain you anything. You're not going to get my followers. You're not going to get my mm. cash app notifications. None mm. of it. And so it also goes back to how people... Um, interpret you know the visibility we have online right i have so many followers you must think i'm rich that's they don't translate into dollars love that 140k on tiktok does not translate not 140k it it don't in the bank (laughs) exactly and so really people need to really really look at themselves and see when i see this person what do i think and is it Mm -hmm. is it laden with you know the lens of capitalism and how i see the world because it's important that we reframe that and look actually at the world right when that third eye opens and you start to actually see things you know dean's living his life he has to go get groceries go to the laundromat do these things so it's like yeah yeah, maybe it's not all you crack it up to be in your mind when you're jealous when you're resentful over Mm. you know someone else's path Mm -hmm. please please that that mind's eye has to stay in your own journey love it has to stay in your own journey because there's a lot there's a lot to see for yourself Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and we can't afford to be leaking too much energy in these days and these times and what is going on in the world. Like it's not, and it's, and it's real, right? Like I understand why evil eye happens. I mean, based on the system, the structure that we're in. Yeah. It, it breeds us to be jealous, to be hateful, to assume things about people that we don't know. Um, project (laughs) like that is what society supports. So it has actually worked to not do the evil eye can be, but it's work that is necessary if that's something that is an issue because, like you said, mm-hmm. it'd be leaking out and then it's not, it doesn't do anything for anybody. It just hurts you in the long run. Exactly. And another thing about that is like, we've never had this kind of unfettered access to people's lives, right? So when you think back to the past before the internet was a thing, the people you knew were directly around you, like yes. proximity wise, right? Yes. So they were within a, however many miles radius and you knew about their lives because of talking, you know, interpersonally and people gossiping or whatever, but now it's okay. I have a profile and just, you think this is all of me. No, babe, (laughs) that's not all of me. That's, that's one little aspect of myself that I allow you to see. Mm -hmm. And so really it's important that you see that and you see, yeah, beyond this profile, beyond this TikTok or this Instagram, Dean is a whole person. And Dean has been here for 26 years and has been going through it just like me. So I was saying today, like, if you're jealous of me, you don't have the full picture, right? And you don't, you don't want this and you don't want what I've been through. Because you don't want what I've been through. Me! <laughs> See? Oh, child. Influencer culture is so interesting. And I think we're in a moment where... Obviously, influencer culture is, is, is an energy, is a spirit that's growing, 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 getting stronger. But also the spiritual influencer culture is one that I think is merging in a way that it literally has never happened. Like we are in the middle, in the midst of 
influencer, like you said, content, spiritual content coming together to create this thing that we have to not just you and I, I mean, us culturally have to decide how we want to use this, like, and, and take that and understand it. Um, but we can't do the whole project, the influencer thing and the, and the projections and the, cause it, it'll take away from the work and, and actually just the expression that folks are just trying to do, um, online, which has its pros and has its cons. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. Um, so, and also something that I think was thinking about too is I think that spiritualists, um, as folks who traditionally were taken care of from the community, who did have access to all the resources, who were fed, who were, I mean, sometimes even rich. A lot of times they were they were the affluent people in the community because they gave their life for everyone in the community to be well. I think in a way we're getting back to that. I really, really do, and I think that spiritualists are going to be, you know, as it continues to grow within the next 10 or so years are going to be the next niggas with money. I really feel that like they're going to be the next, I really feel it. And so then what does that mean? Like, I think about that all the time. Like, so what does that mean for our resource? What does that mean about cap? Like, what does that mean? I don't be knowing, but I just wanted to put that out there for you. Cause I swear that that's what it is. I honestly, I, I would agree. And I really will join you in speaking for that in, into existence because, okay, so when we think of, you know, what's happened in the past few years with capitalism and like COVID, right? And the pandemic and the way COVID gave capitalism a run for its money, like, you know, halting production lines, people getting laid off from their yep. jobs. And so what happens with that, right? Capitalism increases its grip on the people, the grip on our labor, the grip on our energy. And so now with that grip increasing, we have people really realizing, okay, I got to, you know, release my grip on capitalism and what, what I think it means for me, my loyalty, my faith in capitalism. Yeah. And like so this morning, I was thinking about how, you know, at the beginning of the pandemic, when we were told that, you know, people were losing their job, people were getting sick and passing away, mm-hmm. how everybody went out and hoarded toilet paper. And it was like, oh, you didn't have faith in capitalism overall. After all, you didn't, you never had faith in capital, capitalism. You never had faith that the production would keep going if things went bad, right? So you knew at some level, this structure wasn't made for you and it wasn't made for all of us to keep, mm. you know, to really be fruitful in our lives. So when we look at the world and we see it's abundant nature and the way yes. this structure only allows it abundance for a very few. Mm. Yeah. Heaven is on earth and capitalism makes sure that, that nobody sees it. Right. So that nobody sees it and nobody can have access to it. Yep. And it's been really, I've been struggling with the idea of like, you know, money and spiritualism and, you know, as this progresses, what will it look like for me to have a little bit more coins? Right. And, you know, there are things that I want to do. I want to put out books. I want to have my books circulating and things like that. And it's like, okay. And there has to be a, um, a way that I am helping people and still receiving for that and not taking advantage of the world that is vulnerable because that's what the scammers are doing. They're taking of the vulnerable and desperate people. And so I don't want to ever be in that space where you know, it's just for the money and it's just for the coins. No, it's going to be for the people at the end of the day. And all of my work. Yeah. Amen. And I say to that. Um, but yeah, I just feel it, child. We're going to put it in the universe. <laughs> just, I just feel it. Um, okay. So you had another TikTok. It was about intuition versus anxiety. And I get this question. I think a lot of spiritualists just get this question like, well, I do be hearing stuff before I make a decision, but I don't know if that's me tripping or 
if that's my divine, that's my ancestors or whatever. So can you talk a little bit about um, how can how we can determine or discern? Is that my intuition or is that me tripping? All you need is a little juju. So hold on, hold on. I had to stop the show. I know it was getting good, but there's some more important work that I have to tell you all about. Um, genuinely, and it is the work that Guided Cycles is doing. So Guided Cycles offers death ceremonies, death planning, vigils, grief rituals, ancestral medicine guidance, and a variety of different trainings and classes. So to learn more about this, you can visit www.guidedcycles.org, or you can also follow them on Facebook and Instagram under the same name, Guided Cycles. Okay. Tap in if you're interested, and now we can get back to the show. All you need is a little juju. Yeah, so that was difficult for me first getting into my gifts because I am largely uh, clear cognizant. So mm-hmm. it's not a voice on my shoulder; it's oh, it's all up in the it's all up in the head. So yes. clear cognizance is like a whole different journey, right? When it comes to your gifts, and I also don't differentiate between gifts sometimes because I feel you know the separation between the five clairs has kind of done a disservice to Mm. spiritualists as a whole because it's a full body thing, right? So your interpreting of energy is a full body thing. So that tingle you feel down your arms means something different than what you're hearing in your head or what you're feeling. And so I feel discerning from that, you know, anxiety comes with that sense of worry and dread and really a lack of faith. And Mm. so the faith is going to come with, you know, those messages that are actually divine, that are actually guiding you towards things. And so sometimes we are, you know, what should be excitement, we're turning into anxiety, mm-hmm. which should be something we are prepared for. You know, we know that we're capable of because we've done it before and now we're anxious about it. But you've done this thing seven times, love, and you, you've shown that you can do this. So now if you're being guided toward it and to be visible in a way and exposed in a way, yes, that anxiety will come. It will come because new things are inherently going to be a little scary because yeah. new things, right? And so I try to embody the energy of a baby because babies are not scared. Babies are, we talk about baby steps. Baby steps are huge, right? Baby steps are the biggest steps you take of your life to say, okay, well, my legs feel strong enough to do this. So I'm going to go out and Mm. step, right? And I'm going to do that thing. Mm -hmm. So it's important that, you know, we really do discern from the intuition and the anxiety. But I noticed that my anxiety does not have the power it used to have. You know, when you really step into your gifts, it won't have that same power of like just knowing yeah, I should go left when, when the capitalism is telling me to go right, you know? And so when I was leaving my job, I was overcome, overcome with a lot of anxiety, but it was, it paled in comparison to my intuition that was telling me, yeah, this job is killing you. Right. So discerning from that, it really is a work and practice, right? Practice, practice. So you will look back and see all the things that you're grieving, right? The, the mistakes that you made, there was always a little voice before those mistakes, right? So there's a path that you're on. And that path is course corrected every time there's a, a misstep, right? So there's there's never a moment where you're completely out of alignment and all is lost. There's always another chance, right? There's always another way to go. Right. So allow yourself to practice. Allow yourself to go out on a whim and do that thing that you're scared of because that's what's going to show you, oh, yeah, that was my intuition speaking. And I'm, that's how I know it's different from my anxiety because I've stepped out on it before. Mm-hmm. And so now having stepped out on your intuition and, you know, walking out on faith, a few times you start to feel and know what that's like and how it differs from that pit in your stomach when you're moving out of lack or when you're moving out of worry or when you don't have faith in anything or all of your faith is outside of yourself and in other people mm-hmm. so you'll you'll know that difference when you actually give yourself the chance right so if, you're, if we're always giving to the anxiety and never doing never allowing you know that step 
then yeah, you won't learn. It will be increasingly hard to understand that if you never give yourself the moment. Mm -hmm. So I realize what people grieve a lot is, you know, those times where they knew better and didn't do better. And look at those times and how did how did that knowing, you know, come to you? Right. Mm -hmm. So when you knew that person was deceiving you, how did you know that? Did you right. hear it in your mind? Did you feel mm -hmm. it in your body? Was your stomach hurting? Right. And so there's a lot of different ways that you can receive that message. And it's not going to be the same for me as it is for you. Right. So people tell me like, oh, what does it mean when you feel this? What does it mean when you feel that? And I'm like, that's going to be specific to you to because you. a tingle in my arm is different than a tingle in your arm. Right. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about um, receiving and being intuitive, again, full body work full body work so get in touch with your body again grounding work so grounding before big decisions is also how you get touch in touch with your intuition mm -hmm. and grounding will clear away some of the anxiety that's you know that's the work that's there is to clear away what's what's fogging it up right so the anxiety is the fog love the anxiety of the fog big fog as <laughs> someone who deals with it to this day my intuitive ass <laughs> i begin shook Exactly. And okay, so that's another thing that we really as spiritualists need to be more, more vulnerable about is like, yeah, um, being intuitive does not stop the thoughts, love, your mind does not shut off, right? You still have those thoughts that run a mile a minute. So, you know, stepping into your gifts and stepping into this kind of work, if you're meant to be, you know, someone who helps people and heals people, it does not stop the thoughts, it does not stop your mind. And so no. people also tell me, you know, I don't know how to meditate, I don't know how to meditate. Um, it's going to be different for everybody. And also meditation does not mean that you shut your brain off and you enter some abyss, you know, it's, that's not really how, you know, you don't, you don't always get to that, that, um, meditative state. That's going to be like nothing happens and no worries, but you actually, when people first have their experience with meditation, you're going to go through some heavy things. You're going to look back, right. You're going to look back yeah. to that playbook that you've been given, right. Your life that you've lived. You're going to look back through your life and it's going to be hard, right? So a lot of my really deep and transformative meditation have ended in tears, right? And not not tears where it's happy tears, but tears like, damn, that shit was hard, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when you say, um, you were mentioning like grounding before big decisions. I know some folks are going to be like, okay, so what is it? How do I ground? What does grounding mean? Can you just talk about some practices maybe that you use or that people can use to ground Yes. Okay. So first of all, I would say breath, right? So when we talk about life force energy and being in touch with life force energy, well, how are we in touch with that? Well, you breathe automatically, right? Because this body is choosing life and choosing to stay here. So that's the body also choosing to ground. So if you can take control of that breath, not really control of that breath, but allow it to guide, allow it to, you know, be felt through your body, right? So when you breathe in and that air comes in and oxygenates all of your cells, that's mm -hmm. grounding work because you're telling yourself that you got to stay here that this world is asking you to stay here. So grounding can take many different forms. For some people, it's, you know, sitting on the floor and watching the insect smoke move around, right? Or something I do is sometimes I'll make sure there's dishes in the sink before I go to bed and I'll wake up and I'll wash dishes first in the day and get in touch with that water, right? And get in touch with the water and see how it feels to have that energy on my skin and just allow my thoughts to move. Yeah. And so grounding is really allowing a space for, like a track for your mind to be on, a track for your mind to be on that's not, the world's not pulling you this way and that way and this way and that way. And you have no control over that because that's where the anxiety will overtake you because yes. when you don't have control over which way you which think. Way. And so anxiety often will manifest as, you know, one train of thought that just gets real bad and gets worse and worse and worse. You have to allow yourself to derail that, derail that and say, wait, I'm here. I'm in this body. I'm on this floor. I'm in yes, this room yes. and this is where I am. Right. Yes. So 
um, a common grounding practice that people have had in therapy is to look around the room and name a few objects, things like that. And it can be so simple. I think uh, one of the disservices that internet um, spirituality has done is it's overcomplicated things. And everybody's been sharing their very unique practices as something that's universal. And it's not always going to work for everybody, right? So people ask me, how do you do this? And I'm like, what's the point of me telling you if it's not going to work for you? Because it's going to be very, a lot of the stuff that I do is very particular to me. And so definitely allow yourself to see, you know, the way other people ground and how can you translate that into your life, you know, and for your body and for your, you know, for your safety and your peace, because you do need to allow yourself to fit things in to how it feels for you. So when someone tells you to do this practice with this thing, okay, but does it feel right fully, right? That whole entire practice, or can you just take a piece of that and say, okay, I'm just going to do this one little thing. And also another thing about grounding is that you can give meaning to things in your life, right? So you can say to yourself, I wake up today and I take my multivitamin, so I know I'm going to have a good day, right? And that can be your grounding factor. (laughs) That can be the thing where you know, you know, I'm going to have a good day and I'm going to be here and I'm going to be present. Mm -hmm. So grounding, it takes many forms. Some people it's going in the forest and sitting there, or some people it's going to the lake and bathing, Mm -hmm. you know, very, very many different forms, but it's going to come back to natural elements often right so really getting in touch with earth we talk about the structure that we live in has removed us from the earth we think four walls is a home no it's not it's not not a home it's unnatural actually (laughs) yeah um wow you said so many good things uh you're so poetic are you a writer i do be writing but you know (laughs) okay i don't know there's so many different ways to um to do this kind of work but like for me in human design which I don't really get too much into but it's told me that my throat chakra is my most divine defined uh, center so mm-hmm. I gotta speak so my my mission in this life is to never shut the fuck up so I won't <laughs> period and as long as you don't shut the fuck up that's what the blessings be coming that's walking in alignment as long as you keep talking um I do love what you said about you know, and and trusting spiritualists and and talking about grounding and folks saying, oh, to ground, you have to do all these, you know, elaborate things, which is cute, you know, and fine if that works for those people or that person. Um, But then you said asking ourselves, like, does it feel right to do this? Like, do I need to do that? Do I need to gather all these things and go here and do it at this time? Maybe, but also maybe I don't. And I think a lot of what you were saying around the grounding is that it's very it can be a simple practice and it's accessible. It should be an accessible practice to ground. Um, so returning to the earth is fairly an accessible practice. Returning to your breath, I mean, obviously depending on lung capacity, but outside of that is a very accessible practice. Um, and doing the spiritual work should be somewhat accessible um, to you because we all have access to it. Um, I don't know if there's anything else you want to say about that, but I was that's really, that's what I just heard. Like it's accessible, it's nature. And it might not be all the extras. It might, but it might not be. Exactly. And so when you talk about accessibility, right, that's the most important aspect because grounding should be the foundation, right? That's that's a a jumping off point. So the jumping off point does need to be accessible because you're going to need it. You're going to need to rely on that. Mm -hmm. And and I think you were mentioning recently about prayer. And that's something I've just been meaning to talk on because prayer is so important. Um, I, you know, the way I grew up was not... I wasn't really in touch with prayer in the way that I needed to be. You know, I was raised Muslim. So, but it was also with a lot of the dogma and very um, traumatic parts of religion. So mm-hmm. removing myself from that and saying, wait, a prayer can be simple. A prayer can be anything, right? So when I think back 
And I'm like, okay, well, there were more than just the prayers that I received. It was, you know, when my mom would tell me before I left the house to remember where you came from. That was her praying for me to remember where I came from and to return to my path and return yes. to my alignment. Yes. So definitely for a lot of people, it can be as simple as prayer. And for prayer, you don't need, we talk about the voice and expressing, but sometimes that prayer can happen in your mind. It can happen in, you know, the reframing of that thought. Mm-hmm. I can say, okay, well, this has been hard. And, and sometimes the prayer is, you know, that shit was hard and I need it to be easier, right? Yep. Simple. Yeah. Very, very simple. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to come with all of the things that you don't believe. So there's a lot of people now. We talk about, you know, the spiritual awakening, the ascension, the expansion, everybody coming back to their gifts, which is great and fine. Mm-hmm. But people need to realize where they are in their gifts, right? So if you believe in your ancestors, your spirit guides, or even if you don't have a name for the things that you believe in, but if you have faith in something, right? So yeah. you can pray to the energies that work with and for you in your favor for this lifetime. Yeah. And it can be that simple. And if, and if there are, you know, if, eventually you do come closer to your ancestors your spirit guides if those are the practices that you feel aligned with they will show themselves to you but until then it can just be simply the energies that work with and for me in my favor in my highest good in my alignment very very simple that's it right so before you have an understanding of how you feel about ancestors spirit guides any of that stuff that you hear people say you can start with that the energies that work with and for me because it's not just you you're 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 interplaying energy in this world so there are energies working with you whether you know it or not whether you feel it or not they are mm-hmm. that's such a good reminder for people to, to know and to be reminded that they there are energies working on your behalf whether you know them, seen them have tapped into them how you could um they are there they are there so finding and returning back to home our bodies makes it easier to access those energies um that manifests in so many different ways. Um, okay, so we're kind of wrapping up in time. Oh my God, this interview went so fast. Um, can you just talk a little bit? Um, well, we didn't talk much about dream work, a little bit. So can you just talk about how you got into your dream work? And then we're just going to see how we can find you, how we can book you, how you can give us the things. But yeah, let's talk about your dream work as well. Thank you. Yeah. So dream work has been something that I just didn't even realize that I had been doing. Like, so when I was mm-hmm. little, I was asking people like, do you have any cool dreams last night? And I would just want to hear them because yeah. it's, it's exciting. It's a whole different world. Right. Yeah. And it wasn't until recently, the last few years where I realized, wait, there's way more to these dreams, right? There's way more to this dream shit. And I always think back to like when we're little and the, the language that we use and how we absorb everything so easily when we're young. Right. So we're told what dreams mean. So on one hand, we're asked, you know, what's your dream job? What do you want to do when you grow up? What do you dream of, right? And then on the other hand, you have a nightmare and you're told it's just a dream and dreams don't matter. And right, so then how does that frame our the way we look at our dream job and what we want out of the life, right? So it's important now to really look back and say, wait, those dreams that we had when we were fucking with that ancient nigga for three years and those dreams were traumatic and heavy. What was that telling you, right? What was that telling you? So it's been a really definitely a big journey to look back and say, wow, those dreams meant something this whole time, whether I knew it or not, they had some, some meaning. And even if it was just the processing of the world you're living in, because that's what we do when we sleep, we process and filter, we filter so much. And so to be aware in that filtering, not so aware that, you know, you're dreaming like lucid dreaming, but just to know that you're filtering things as you sleep and your body's processing energy. And it's, you know, manifesting and expressing itself to you in a certain way. And you're seeing certain things, hearing certain things, that's really important to just validate that and say, yeah, that means something. And what often stops people from really being immersed in their dream world or allowing themselves to receive messages from it is not allowing themselves to believe in it. So if you, it's going to start with your belief, right? So if you believe 
and you allow yourself to know that your dreams mean something, then they will show themselves to you. Because if you've been enforcing the fact that your dreams have no meaning, yeah, that's why you go to bed every night and you don't remember shit because you've been telling yourself they don't mean anything. So why would you take that with you into your day, right? So why would you take those notes and those things that you've seen in your dreams with you if, if you told yourself already they don't mean anything? So when we enforce our bodies to, you know, throw certain things out, to throw things to the wayside, right? All the things that we are interpreting and receiving and, you know, downloading from our worlds, there are certain things that you've been telling yourself for so long don't matter. And so after a while, you will not receive the dreams. You'll receive them. You'll have the dreams, but you won't take them with you. You won't have um, the availability to the messages because you've told yourself so many times they don't mean anything. And yeah, and the dreaming starts really young for people. You know, we have our first yeah. traumatic experiences when we're very, very young. And so then you do have those nightmares. And of course, it's, oh, you just have an overactive imagination. You're a child. No, actually, I've been being abused and it's manifesting in my dreams, right? So things like that. Let's talk about it because Ooh. my dreams when I was a child, wait, those were a little freaky, right? Those were a little much. And so I'm like, wait, oh, that's because the world I was living in was inherently traumatic, right? The, yes. the house I was living in was a microcosm of capitalism. And, you know, so yeah, that was manifesting in my dreams and there mm. was more to it than I was told. Mm. So what would you, now I got another question, but I guess for the <laughs> people who, and I think about myself, like sometimes I dream I'm having pina coladas with cardi b in church like is that something that you feel people can come to you about to discern like is there anything that seems to like well that's weird that doesn't mean anything i shouldn't go see dean for that what do you feel about that i would say that there's an air of truth in every dream right there's okay. something to gain from every dream whether it's just this is something you're processing right now or whether it's something you're moving towards or releasing okay. right so there's in every dream whether it's you know cardi b in a church with you or you're giving reiki i had a, a dream a couple of years ago I th- no like last year where i was giving reiki to trippy red just to- <laughs> and i'm like what the oh my fuck God. that didn't make no damn sense to me but you know there's still some meaning to it like whether my you know my path is going to expand or i'm going to reach more people or have yeah. more visibility whatever it meant at that time but there's going to be meaning to any dream you can find meaning in any dream and that's really what it comes down to but you know the the interpretation that you receive from me it's going to come down to what little details you have, right? So if you have mm-hmm. colors, if you have this. And mm-hmm. really important in dreams is what you hear. You know, the things that people say to you in your dreams, mm-hmm. really take note of those things. Really, really take note of those things, but also the way you respond to things. So I really um, have been realizing recently how people go to Google for, for dreams. Yes. And it's like, Google can't give you context, right? So the context of your dream, you say that you saw, what does it mean when I saw a rabbit in my dream? And Google tells you this thing. But that rabbit wasn't just sitting there as a rabbit. It was on a boat. But what did it mean that the rabbit was on a boat and not in the grass, right? Mm -hmm. So now we look at that dream with the full context in a dream interpretation. Because it's an energy reading. It's reading the energy of you and that dream that you had. And that's what Google Google can do that. Mm -hmm. I can do that, right? Dream interpreters can do that. And it's not just me. There's a lot of dream interpreters doing this work now. So, mm-hmm. you know, find out about them for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We, we need the dream interpreters. I love dream interpreters. I love dream interpretation. As you said, I think there's so much power in dreams, so much accessibility in dreams and just so much insight. like dream. I love to go to sleep because I love to dream, <laughs> love to dream, love to dream. So, um, wow. Thank you so much. So please tell us how we can find you, how we can book you, how we can work with you, how give us all the things that you have. Thank you so much. Okay, so to start this off by saying I'm so grateful for you. Thank you so much oh, for inviting me to be here. And the ways people can reach me are I'm on social media and I'm not DMing anybody, <laughs> right? So I'm on social Let's media. Let's get that clear. Anybody, but I'm on TikTok, <laughs> Twitter, Instagram, at Ethereal Dean, E-T-H-E-R-E-A-L-D-E-E-N. 
And I have a website, etherealdean.com, where I book readings, I book Reiki and dream interpretation. And I'm also on Cash App at Ethereal Dean, dollars on Ethereal Dean, if you'd like to donate to me or send a love donation and, and appreciation. Yes, I love to see it. Thank you so much for being on the show. Also, I have to say, I see the book, whatever the books, like I see the books, like uh-huh. it's giving writer. I'm just like, oh yeah, books. Absolutely. So I'm I'm a pray over that because I see it for you. Thank um, you. For sure. But yes, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for all your wisdom. Thank you for all your points. I'm going to think back on it. I was taking notes <laughs> as you were talking because I was like, oh, I like that. Yes. Yes. So you are so appreciated. We love seeing you on, on the TikTok and on the gram on Twitter. Um, it's, it is very meaningful and it speaks to, of course, you know, a lot of people because of your followers, but like, it really, like, it's, it's things that I think about and sit with and, and appreciate and it's always at the right time. So thank you. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much, Juju. It's been a pleasure. Bye. Thank y'all so much for tuning into another episode of ALJ pod. Don't forget to hashtag ALJ pod on twitter and on instagram and at a little juju podcast uh, if you would like to find me of course you can find me at i-t-s-j-u-j-u-b-a-e at it's juju bay on all social media platforms <laughs> at this point i'm on tiktok i'm on twitter i'm on instagram at it's juju bay um and of course you can follow at a little juju podcast on instagram uh, if you have some inquiries for me I would say questions, but I get a lot of questions. And unfortunately, it's really hard to get back to all of the questions. Who child, because I have an assistant now and it's uh, child. But if you have inquiries, you want me to teach a class, you want to bring me to your school, all the things you can reach out to me at itsjujubay.com on my website. I have a link to contact me or you can just email me at juju at itsjujubay.com. And that's all for now. Thank y'all for tuning in. I appreciate you so, so much. I love my listeners to the death of me. really fuck with y'all i'm so grateful so honored to hold this space i'm so i don't take it lightly y'all i'm trying <laughs> i'm trying to be the best i'm trying i'm trying so hard for y'all because y'all y'all really be showing up for me and i just pray i'm continuing to do the same for you anyway before i get all sentimental you know in my little cancer bag my water sign bag appreciate y'all love y'all and remember you're enough and all you need is a little juju later my spirit's surrounded so I'll never try, try.